Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, snagaholics of all ages, welcome to a brand new episode of Play Games Have Fun. I am your host, Chris Jardine, a.k.a. Snaggle J. Today is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. I hope you guys have had an amazing weekend. Hope you guys are having a great day, having all kinds of fun playing games. Uh, I have been having a lot of fun playing games over the weekend uh, because on Friday... Nintendo released uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it is the the Super Mario 3D World part is a remake of the Wii U game, and like most remakes of Wii U games that have come out on the Switch, it is a great opportunity for someone to play a great game on a console nobody bought. Um. We've seen a few of these now, especially from Nintendo. Uh, and again, they've been great Switch games. Uh, I was talking about this with some people on Twitter. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze was a was an absolutely fantastic uh, Switch game. Again, I did not own a Wii U. I know uh, a lot of other people who are now uh, Switch users are in that same kind of boat where they didn't have... Um, a Wii U, just because it was a very weird console. Uh, and despite the fact that it had some great, great, great support in terms of first-party games, um, people just didn't buy it. And now these games are getting new life on the Nintendo Switch. Again, uh, I mentioned Tropical Freeze. Uh, there was new Super Mario Bros. U uh, Deluxe, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. And now we have another one here with Super Mario 3D World. I'm sure there's countless others. Um, Super Mario 3D World is an amazing game. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, and it is the reason why we are doing this episode today. It is Tuesday and we have a new show format that we will have on some Tuesdays. Not all Tuesdays, but some Tuesdays. Uh, it is Top 5 Tuesday. And today we are going to be taking a look at my Top 5 Mario games. And again, the reason for this is because of, of playing Super Mario 3D World and uh, it was great. I beat the, I guess, the main story already. Um, was a lot of fun to go through. The mechanics are great. The gameplay is great. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more Bowser's Fury. I got to go back and get all of these stars and stickers that I missed, or stamps, sorry, stamps as they're called in the game. I got to go back and, and get the rest of the stars and stamps that I need uh, to 100% it, and then I got to get some time in Bowser's Fury as well. Uh, my kids have played some Bowser's Fury. I've watched a little bit of it. It looks fun, uh, so I am looking forward to getting in and playing that. It's a great game. Uh, hashtag not an ad. If you're on the Switch, I definitely recommend you pick it up. Uh, it's, it's great. I played the whole game as Luigi with the exception of one level that I played as Peach uh, when I was trying to grind some stars to unlock the final castle. And I needed to use Peach for one level so that she could hit a, a, a proprietary Peach block and unlock one of the stars for me. Uh, but for that reason, we are doing this episode today. Again, it is my top five Mario games. Now, these are, I don't know what the right way to call them is, canon Mario games, regular Mario games, flagship Mario games, I guess. You're not going to find any sports, no Mario Kart, no Super Strikers, no Sluggers, Baseball, um, no Super Smash Brothers either, no uh, Super Mario RPG, no Paper Mario, no Mario and Luigi. This is just straight up 
side-scrolling or 3D flagship main story Mario versus Bowser for the most part Mario games. Uh, I asked on Twitter. There was a pretty good consensus on Twitter. A lot of people uh, with relatively similar lists. We'll cover those in a little bit of detail later in the show uh, as to not spoil any potential um, any potential action. So let's jump right in and start off with my number five. Now again, full disclosure, by the way, this is my list. It's my opinion. Uh, I fully respect your opinion uh, if you disagree with the list. I, and in looking at, at the tweets, there's going to be some disagreements. Uh, with the way I've ordered my top five. Uh, again, if you want to continue the conversation, jump over in the Discord server, discord.snaggle.club, uh, and we can have a conversation. I love uh, when users reach out after the podcast and uh, want to talk about it. I know last week when I talked about what I'm playing right now, I uh, had a couple of guys jump in and posted what they were playing, and we had some good discussion points around it. So again, if you want to keep the conversation going, discord.snaggle.club, or hit me up on the Twitter machine, twitter.com slash snagglej. So now number five is the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Hard to make a top five list without the original, you know, it was, it come out and came out at a time when video games were all but dead. Uh, you know, the early eighties was a very dark time for video games. Uh, you know, the Atari had, had fallen off the map. Nobody was buying video games. A lot of people thought that video games as a, as a medium were, were dead. And, you know, with the Famicom in Japan and eventually the Nintendo entertainment system in the U S um, Super Mario Brothers was the original flagship included game um, that brought video games back into everybody's home. Uh, it was tough, as a lot of NES games were in comparison to, uh, you know, today's games. Uh, it was innovative, and to be fair, despite its, um, you know, physics and graphics being, you know, of a 1985 variety. It still stands the test of time in terms of one of the greatest side-scrollers ever. Uh, again, considering when it came out, how early it was in the NES life cycle, that's the other thing you have to realize. People will often point to some of the later NES games in terms of graphical improvements and physics improvements. But you have to remember, a lot of those came out six to eight years after Super Mario Brothers did. And in terms of game development, as we all know, six to eight years is a heck of a long time. I mean, go look at a Madden or uh, any other game, really. Uh, I don't know why Madden's the first one that popped in my head, just because I think of sports graphics uh, often as an area of a big advancement. Advancement. Um, but you look back six to eight years ago at some of these games, they don't look the same. Um, Super Mario Brothers came out at a time when gaming was dead. It reinvigorated it. I still remember the first time I played it. Uh, it was. It seemed so simple, right? Eight worlds of four levels apiece, uh, you know, usually uh, a above world, a below world, and a and a kind of a jumpy sort of above the ground. Obviously, there were some some changes there, and there was castle at the end of each one. Uh, it was a simple formula, but it worked to the millionth degree. So my number five, top five Mario game is the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES. Next up, let's go to number four. And uh, slotted there, I have Super Mario Galaxy from the Nintendo Wii. Uh, as Nintendo evolved, 
uh, through, you know, from NES to Super Nintendo to 64 to GameCube and then to the Wii. Um, so did the, the, the need for the flagship Mario games to evolve. Again, you had this whole new system on the Wii with the Wii mode and, and motion controls and all of that stuff. And then you have this, this glorious Super Mario Galaxy, you know, with, with this, this brand new 3D world and the interesting new mechanics and, it, you know, it being based in space and introducing new, uh, you know, suits and features to the series that are kind of staples in the game up to now. Super Mario Galaxy was exactly what a Mario game needed to be at the time. Again, you had this, when you got to the Wii was where Nintendo kind of separated itself and said, we're going to go a different direction than Sony and Microsoft and, and Sega, you know, in terms of how we're going to develop it. We're going to, we're going to rethink what a console is, you know, cause they're coming off of the GameCube, which was, you know, looked different than an Xbox or a PS1 or a PS2. But, you know, with the Wii, they completely reinvented how people played games. You know, with, with this little white, you know, stick that you held in your hand and you could bowl and play baseball and shoot arrows with it and, and do all kinds of crazy motion controls and games. I mean, the Wii is still a fun... I love throwing up a few games of Wii bowling. I have it set up in the other room just 10 or 15 feet away. Um, and I can, you know, go in and, and, and if I want to spend my lunchtime bowling a few games, I can. It was that innovative of a console. And then when you look back to, you know, what is synonymous with Nintendo, well, it's Mario and Luigi and, and Bowser and the Mario ecosystem. So you had this game, Super Mario Galaxy, that was, it was so different, but it felt so familiar. It felt like a game you've played a million times, but it was this new world with a new story and new mechanics and new characters. And it just, you know, again, Super Mario Galaxy 2 uh, is a great game that, that came that came afterwards. Um, so number four on my list of top five Mario games is Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii. Number three, we have Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. Now, this is where I expect people to start having a problem because you have this stigma against more current games within franchises that people have this belief that there's no way they can be as good as the ones from 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago. I am here to tell you that you are wrong. The, the, the Switch launched in a very weird manner. If you go to my YouTube channel, I was very harsh on Nintendo's strategy going into the early days of the Switch. Literally launching with the only game that was in any way interesting being the legend of Zelda breath of the wild. And we did not get a switch until that Christmas season. And the first switch game that we bought was super Mario odyssey, which had come out, you know, later in the year, it was a Christmas title. Um, they had saved it and they had worked on it. And I remember Christmas morning playing Mario odyssey. And I, you know, this is 2017. So my son at the time was, six, five. 
and my daughter was eight or nine. She would have been eight, just turned eight. And I remember playing it and, you know, for an hour or two and not being super duper into it and, and, you know, trying to figure out some of the new mechanics and stuff. And then we went back to doing our other things and we visited family and did the kind of things that people do at Christmas time and on Christmas day. And then I kind of circled back to it the next day and I was hooked. Um, again, much like Super Mario Galaxy, as the technology evolves, the game needs to evolve. And Super Mario Odyssey, obviously famous for imp- introducing Cappy, uh, you know, the hat that you could throw and you could turn into other things. And it was just so well done. And it was so much fun. And being able to, you know, again, there was other Mario games previously that you could play together. But, like, being able to have one person be the hat and one person be Mario was, like, was just hilarious. Because you watch the kids play and it would just end in a, in a fight. But, like, it was it was the fun kind of fight. You know, Mario Odyssey with, with the moons. And much like, again, previous Mario games, you know, which usually revolved around stars and, and trying to catch them all, collect them all. You know, it just, it, you know, it was such a challenge but it was a good challenge i mean i played mario odyssey for months i'd put it down you know a a week or so after christmas we picked up breath of the wild because it was on sale for boxing week i played that and then i went back to mario odyssey i and i kept going back to mario odyssey and i kept going back to mario odyssey because it was just that good it was so much fun it was a joy to play like every mario game in in its own time it was a beautiful looking game uh just so much fun to be had with mario odyssey again i know you know when a lot of people make these lists they look at newer games and they give them a bad rap because, well, the technology's better now and the people who play the games are different now and I don't enjoy this as much as I did when I was 10 years old. And I get that, but when you're looking from 1985 to 2021 and trying to build a list of the best Mario games, I don't think you cannot look at what Super Mario Odyssey is regardless of the time period it was released in and, and think of it as any less than a really, really damn good Super Mario game. And on my list at number three, very, very deserving of that spot. So let's jump now into number two. Number two is Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Now, this one's going to have an interesting personal story attached But let's get into the nitty-gritty here. Coming off the heels of Super Mario 3 and moving to the new console in the midst of, you know, the, the intensity that was the console wars with Sega, um, Nintendo needed to have a hit. They could not afford not to have a hit. Sega was, was breaking new ground. They had 16-bit already. They had Sonic. They had, you know, this very aggressive ad campaign that were cool and Nintendo's not cool. That if you're a teenager who wants to play cool-ass games, you need to own a Genesis. But if you're a five-year-old kid that wants to play baby games, that the Nintendo was the console for you. That's how Sega had positioned itself. And again, to a certain extent, Nintendo is still painted as that to this day, as the cartoon console quote-unquote. 
Um, and, and, you know, I think the, the great thing about Nintendo throughout the years is when that sort of thing has become a an attack from other companies, other developers, they have embraced it and said, yeah, well, we can do that and still do this. And that's what Super Mario World was. You know, it brought Super Mario into the 16-bit realm in a brand new world with new enemies. Uh, you had the new mechanics, some of which are still in the game to this day. Uh, you know, for example, it introduced Yoshi uh, being able to, you know, ride him around and he ate stuff and, and like, it was... It was just, it was, again, it was taking, it's so hard, so incredibly hard to build off of something that was so incredible. And I cannot imagine, you know, sitting in, in a development cycle and saying, okay, we're coming off of the greatest video game that has ever been released up until this point the most fanfare, the most media presence, the most media coverage, all of those sales, all of those people playing, the cartoons, everything that came along with it. Now we need to build something new in the heat of battle against another company and make it just as good. And for me, personally, I wasn't a Super Nintendo kid. Um, my mom bought me a Genesis. I was a Sonic kid and a Pete Sampras tennis kid and a World Series Baseball 94 and 95 kid and a Road Rash kid. Those were the games I played. It wasn't until the early 2000s that I actually got to play Super Mario World at an extensive amount. Like, obviously, I had friends that had Super Nintendos. I got to play it a little bit. But in the early 2000s, I got a Super Nintendo and access to a Super Mario World game, and I played it all the way through. And I remember that feeling that I had missed such a large part of the early to mid-90s by not having played this game. And again, it was just so good. And, you know, again, back then, you still had little quirks within the game. Sometimes the controls could be a little weird, and, you know, they've perfected that stuff in in more recent memory but again coming off of mario brothers 3 and you know again with everything that they had to do super mario world was just it was great it was innovative where it needed to be innovative it was the same where it needed to be the same it added these cool new mechanics so for me super mario world is number two on my list of top five mario games uh, I do want to throw a couple of honorable mentions out there uh, now that we're into the number one spot. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, which again, to me, Super Mario Brothers 2 is the most polarizing Nintendo or uh, Mario game. Some people think it's the best. Some people think it's the worst. For me, again, I have a very hard time. I loved Mario 2. I thought it was great. Uh, it's a great game. I still play it. But for me, there's... None of the five games on my list I would bump down in favor of Mario 2. Uh, Mario 64, again, I'm not a big fan of Mario 64. Um, it, you know, it, it's 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 the first 3D. It, again, it has that kind of cult group of people that really love it. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but again, I think for the innovative things that it did for the series, 
Uh, I do think it deserves to be mentioned. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2, which we talked about earlier. New Super Mario Bros. U, of which, again, is another one of those Wii U games that got ported up to the Nintendo Switch, and it was a great, uh, a great, 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 great game. Uh, and that leaves, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, my number one top five Mario game. And when we look to the Twitter machine of people who responded, so let's let's go through the responses uh, of what everybody had on the list here. Uh, Court Lalonde had Super Mario World number one. Uh, let's see. Uh, this uh, Lula Bell Jones says all of the Super Marios, any Mario game. Hitman seventeen ninety eight says Mario three, Mario three, Mario three, Mario three, Mario three. Uh, Philly says Super Mario Brothers one. Uh, Pez said Mario three. Uh, then we have that sports gamer who I knew was going to say Mario Brothers two, and is going to be angry when he listens to this podcast. But that's fine. Uh, Darth Obvious said Super Mario World. Mr. Twilts said Super Mario Odyssey. Andrew Claprat said Super Mario Brothers 3. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for my reveal. My number one Mario game of all time is Super Mario Brothers 3. What can you not say about Super Mario Brothers 3? I mean, everything has been said about this game. There's been books written about it. There's been movies done about it. There's YouTube videos about it. Uh, it, it spawned so much mainstream media attention. It pushed Mario and Nintendo into the American mainstream media like we had never seen before. Um, you know, it had the wizard. Uh, it was a, a key cog in the growth of Nintendo power. Um, you know, it, it led to the the real the first real black market of video games. I remember playing a bootleg copy of Mario Brothers 3. You gotta remember, this game came out in Japan more than a year earlier than it came out here in America. And I remember um at the time my grandmother worked at a little convenience store. Now, we used to spend weekends at my grandmother's. Uh, my mom was a single parent. I think I've talked about this before, but my mom was a single parent. We used to spend weekends at my grandmother's and we would go up there on a Friday when my mom got off work and we would go to the store and we would rent out a game for the weekend. And I remember seeing this, this blank case and it said Mario Brothers 3. And it was this two-part disc with a ribbon and it was like anything, I'd never seen anything like it before. It was a bootleg copy of Mario Brothers 3. I almost didn't want to return it. Now, I didn't understand black market and things of that nature at the time. But the game itself is absolutely phenomenal. It is so innovative for the NES. It was more innovative than anything that was out at the time. You know, with the whistles and the power-ups and the level design and the overworld and the controls and the enemies and the sound. I mean, everything about Super Mario 3, from the moment you turn it on till the moment you turn it off, is iconic in video game history. It is by far, bar none, the most important game in Nintendo's history. And maybe the most important game in video game history. It is routinely 
in the top five of any credible sources, greatest video games of all time list, and deservedly so. Ladies and gentlemen, my number one Mario game of all time, Super Mario Brothers 3. It's debatable, but again, it's really hard, in my opinion, to make a case for any other game. I could see how you could make a case for Super Mario Odyssey. I could see how you could make a case for Super Mario World, given its advancement into 16-bit. I could see you making a case for Super Mario Brothers, the, the the first one, just based on like some of the things I talked about it being important, um, you know, in terms of Nintendo's development and kind of bringing gaming back from the brink of destruction. Uh, I could see people making cases for Mario 2 because again, it's kind of that outlier. It's so different in the scheme of things. But really, when you really get down to the core for me, it's Mario 3 and only Mario 3, and that's just the way it is. Um, guys, I would love to hear your guys' list. If you haven't shared your list already, jump over to the Twitter, twitter.com slash snagglej. Hit me up in the Discord, discord.snaggle.club. Let's talk about it. I love seeing what, your guy, what you guys have, where your guys' thoughts are when we do these great uh, sort of list-related videos. We're going to do more of these in the future. It's a lot of fun. I am going to be back with another episode later this week. On Friday, I'm going to be taking a look at my three months with the Xbox Series S console. It is time for the 90-day review. Do I regret my decision? To buy a Series S. You'll have to wait till Friday to find out the answer to that one. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening live on anchor.fm slash playgameshavefun. Or if you're listening in your podcast app of choice on Android or iOS. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to and listening to the podcast. I appreciate all of your support and all of your listens. And until next time. Peace.